Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Oh, H to the OV. Oh, I, I thought Tom Brady was coming back. Wasn't this Tom Brady's song when he was reintroduced? It was, but we got something better. We have something better. We're going to go to the, uh, the phones now and talk to... The most honest expatriate in the media today. Let's go. W-E-E-I's own Christian Fourier. Christian, was that the ugliest loss of the Belichick era? Ooh, man. I would say from beginning to end, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. The crazy thing, guys, is that if it wasn't for that last play, there was still like 10 other plays that you could sit there and say, what the hell are they thinking? Yep. I mean, right? I mean, like, this the blocked punt, yeah. the, the, the first and goal at the two. Yeah. I mean, it really is, at this point in time, they deserve every last bit of criticism that they, that they deserve it. Every last bit, everything that people say about them, how they respond, how, what they, how they answer questions. It's open season. On them. It's open season on the Patriots and the players, really. Absolutely. And the coaches, very importantly. And that's where oh, I want to wow. go. As, yep. as the only yep. man on this phone right now that we're talking to that once shared a huddle with Tom Brady and took direction from Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels and everybody else, is it possible? What do you think transpired on the final play? Were they told to lateral the ball? Were they not told to not lateral the ball? What could have possibly led to that debacle? Okay, this was all improv, and this was all, like, uh, spur of the moment. When you have a call like this, if it's, if, uh, if it's, if it's called, hey, uh, like I say, if you're, usually a play like this is called when you're down three. Yes. And you can't make it, so you start laddling like crazy. Like, the fact that it was done when the score was tied and you knew you were going into overtime yes. leads me to believe that all these guys acted alone. <gasps> they all acted alone. It started with Stevenson, stupid decision, made even worse by Jacoby Myers, yeah. like tenfold worse than Jacoby Myers. Um, no, nobody tells you that it's kind of understood. You know, we don't, we're not, since when are we freelancing? Since when are we taking matters into our own hands? Because we, the players, think we know better that's the underlining like you know massive issue that is brewing underneath you know Gillette Stadium right now it's like since when do you say you know what I know what I'll do we've never practiced this and god forbid Bill would never tell us to do this I'm gonna do it anyways right so Stevenson does it and then Jacoby Myers naturally reacts and says well I guess this is what we're doing I'm gonna do it also I'm about to be tackled I know. I'll throw it 30 yards behind me to Matt Jones, who's standing there alone. Like, I, I, it's, it's almost incomprehensible, to be honest with you. Yes, that's how I would say it. And, you know, you brought up the fact that it was a tied game. It just feels like a loser mentality to me. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, let's panic and, and, and act like we're desperate. And, and I think that part really, really gets me. We haven't talked as much about Mac Jones mm. as as I thought we would, but I, I want to ask you about this because I feel like I've tried to have perspective on what Mac Jones is working with from an offensive coaching standpoint, from what's going on around him, and I haven't been on this idea that, oh, yeah, he's terrible, you just got to get rid of him, but he just wasn't very good today, even with all of the things that were happening around him that were bad, and also more frustration. How big of a problem is is this performance by Mac Jones, where he only, what, 112 yards? Yes, 
112 yards. How big of a problem is this performance in your eyes? And is there any possibility that they really are breaking this kid? Um, well, I would say uh, he was not good, okay? <laughs> but, again, we can get into the weeds with that. So the, the, the misfire, uh, first and goal at the two, uh, the throw to um, Johnny Smith, Johnny yeah. Smith was a bad throw, yep. but it yep. was a shitty – sorry, it was a crappy route. It was you, a crappy what route. What are you doing? You're a professional. <laughs> I said sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so I'm so hyped up right now. I'm so sorry. Dump that. We so did. the throw to Johnny Smith, goal line. Crappy route, crappy throw. He threw the ball out of bounds. It's, he's not even close. Yeah, it's like three um, yards out of bounds. Yeah, there was a couple other plays where he threw it too high, and he, he was like expected Kobe Myers to make this circus catch, yep. throwing some balls out of bounds on go routes. Uh, throwing balls behind, uh, you know, uh, Nelson Aguilar, even when he was open. And I tell you what, guys, oh, my God, I got I to gotta write all these things down. The most stunning thing, startling thing to me, was that at the end of the game, okay, the ball was on, what, the 45-yard line, the, uh, the, uh, the Patriots 45-yard line. Why not throw a Hail Mary pass? Well, Bill says he can't, we can't make it that far. We can't throw it that far. Yeah. That's that's technically a 55-yard pass if he throws it at the line of scrimmage. If he's five yards back, it turns into a 60-yard throw. I have a bum shoulder. I I can tell you I can make it at least 45 yards. Oh, really? I can can make it 45 yards. At least. I may throw it out. This guy's in the NFL. So I don't believe him. I don't believe Bill. I don't believe that Mac. The reason they did that is because they didn't think Mac could throw it. What a diss to Mac. You're basically telling the entire NFL that uh, that Rex Ryan was right. Your quarterback has a noodle arm. He can't throw a 55 yards. Yeah, it was. It was That's at the way the 40, I took it. was it. at the 45 yard line, like you said. So that is a 55 yard throw if he does it at the line of scrimmage, and probably at worst a 60, 60. yard throw, which is apparently what Work. they were working on all off season with Tom House. Yeah, where Tom House was telling us, "Oh yeah, he can uncork uh, you know several 60 yard throws if need be in a game." Mac Laguini Arm Jones is his new nickname. Christian, before we let you go, I have one last question. It's similar to Kyrie's question. But it's for the team as a whole because I saw some, I think you just used the word alarming, just some alarming plays out there. You know, certainly the Adrian Phillips touchdown where he got killed by Waller and then McCourty is coming to the sideline yelling and I don't even know what was going on there. We still have Mac yelling. Is this team broken? They have, that's a tough loss in kicking the nuts in Vegas. They have three games where they are not the better team. They're inferior. They're expected to lose. Do you think they'll even put up a fight, or does this team have a chance to lose out? See, I think you're you hit on it. So, like, they're saying all the right things. Like, we can't let this divide us. We can't split it. We got to stick together. The problem is, is that when you get into these, you know, critical situations and you're dealing with adversity in real time, suddenly it becomes reestablished that you can't overcome it, that you are going to do something stupid, that you are going to jump off sides, that you are going to, you know, call the play wrong. Yep. Like, all that stuff gets reestablished and it gets you know and it gets it's it's stuck in your brain and i don't i think that is hard to overcome it's like they've sunk so low like i just don't know like if everything doesn't go perfect i think they fold and i I just think they do and it's really man pretty sad that uh that's what we're dealing with which i would think was a pretty proud team with a lot of significant established uh, experience leadership where it's too late. This is what teams that, that lose like this, 
it's almost like a self-deprecating mentality. You know, it's like, oh, no, here we go again. Like, oh, no, we're going to do something stupid. And they almost, like, will it into existence. Like, that's a real phenomenon. It happens all the time. And then once you once it starts, good luck stopping, stopping it. It just, you can't. It's a freight train. Well, you can't slow it down. You, you know where that's been happening most of the year is, is in Las Vegas with the Raiders and they were Actually, yeah. they, they were thinking it was happening again because you had the Duggar pick six, which brought you back, injected life into your team, and made them start to question themselves. You came back. You took the lead, and then they, they are even – they tie it, but they're, like, struggling to do so. They're throwing – missing wide-open receivers. You got Waller batting a ball down that could have landed in Devontae. Like, you – kicked one away against a team that is the one that usually kicks the game away. Historically, four of them, double-digit leads, second half. They lost for the, the the first time in NFL history. So that's why I wonder, is this almost like the bottoming out and the resignation week where we stink, as you just said in your Eeyore voice, oh, no, we stink. Oh, here it goes again. <laughs> right. I'm telling you, it is a, it's a real thing. We'll be doing it all day tomorrow because it, it's like – you just know that it's going to go bad. You know, it's just, oh, Matt's not going to get to play in on time. <laughs> Nobody likes us. Right? There's like 100 examples of that. And just real quick, and then I'll jump off. Okay. The Waller the touchdown bridge? was really kind of interesting to me because you see Waller talking to Carr, almost saying, this chump thinks he can guard me and there's no safety help. Yep. There's, there's, uh, McCourty was so out of the middle of the field. Yep. A guy like that that has such so much success beating bump coverage against a guy that is smaller and slower than him really is the, the whole scheme and philosophy was flawed from the beginning. Like, how does that even happen? They're just waiting for that opportunity, just like Duggar was waiting for the opportunity by studying film to jump the route and get a touchdown off of it. It's just, I don't know. It's just, I'm not going to sleep tonight. I can't sleep. Well, take an ambient. I'm, I'm sure you'll fall asleep. Have a little alcohol. Take yeah, some drugs. Do, do what you need to do. You swore on the radio. You helped us out for a little bit, I so know. I appreciate it. You brought the energy yeah. that we always expect from Christian Fourier, and you opened up the – we hadn't done a lot, spent a lot of time uh, criticizing the defensive coaching. Indeed. So now that we let you go, we will break down why Darren Waller was one-on-one with Adrian Phillips to score an early touchdown that helped to lead to the Patriots' loss. But Christian Fourier, we oh, appreciate or, – or, 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 or. Or Marcus Jones being uh, being being taken advantage of, and them not doing anything on the last series. That's the other one, and that's it. Okay, make sure you write all these down on your legal pad because yes. you got a long show tomorrow, and you can get through all of them before you talk to Mac Jones. Right? That ought to be a lot of fun. Oh, can't wait! <laughs> can't wait! All, all right, boys. See, see you, Christian. Appreciate Thank you, man. Don't have a you know what night. Have a good night. I still can't believe he swore as a professional that he is on the air. But everybody is emotional. Everybody is worked up. That's the one thing we can say for the last two and a half hours. That's here. how you know it's real radio, man. It's passion, baby. It's yes. passion on the Six Rings post game show. Patriots thirty to twenty four loss in Las Vegas.